board a bus and travel to the Rockhurst University campus to view a temporary exhibition in the Greenlease Gallery. Box lunch will be served. A bus will return participants to the KC Museum at the end of the workshop and registration in advance is required and workshop space is limited. You can register through the KKFI or its KC Go page or search Rockhurst Self-Portrait Poetry. For more information on these and many other events in our area, go to kkfi.org slash arts kc go. This is Maria Vasquez Boyd, and you're listening to 90.1 FM KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. joining us on 90.1 FM KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. This is Maria Vasquez-Boyd and Art Speak Radio today from uh, noon to one. We've got a great lineup of folks here in the studio live. And, you know, we're also going through our pledge drive. But I want to mention that our guests today are Dr. Stephanie Fox-Knapp, Sarah Schmiedler, and Jenny Mendez. We've got lots to talk about. But first, we're going to go to one of our good colleagues in France, Link, Link. Hey, how's it going? Hi, darling. Good, good. Life is good, right? Life is good, and it's always good to be with my favorite hostess (laughs) right here. You say that to everyone. Only to you, Maria. (laughs) We love that about you. you. (laughs) Um, Hey, so this is the pledge drive, and of course... um, Last pledge drive, uh, Art Speak Magazine did real or Art Speak Radio. Radio, Art Speak Radio. Wait. See, I'm, I don't want to confuse you with the other. Art I'm Speak, no Michael Hogue, but you know, uh, Art Speak Radio did really good yeah. on the fun drive. So naturally, we expect the exact same thing this time. Wait. Now, <laughs> the pressure. Well, uh, we're going to try to sweeten the pot with a champion's challenge, okay? So that'll help get us started. But that's only going to get us a little bit of the ways. That's Kathy Peters. Kathy Peters is going to run a champion's challenge throughout the whole length of the show. Uh, she's got $100 that she is going to give to the station if you call in and make a pledge of support. And the total of all the people who call in gets us up over a hundred, she'll she'll give that to us. So my old rule of thumb for a hundred dollars is that means we gotta have at least three people call in to make a donation, because not everyone can give a hundred dollars themselves. So at least three of you need to call the number 888-931-0901 or go online at kkfi.org. And I feel confident. I feel confident that we're going to do it here. And I know that if we don't do it, it won't be that Kathy Peters wasn't fabulous. And it won't be that Maria wasn't fabulous. <laughs> it would be if you're not being fabulous. You need to be fabulous and make that call and support your community and support your community radio station. One more time, that's 888-931-0901 or kkfi.org. I'll check in at the bottom of the hour, let you know how you're doing. But 
time yeah. for the show. I love that. Thank you so much, Link. Yeah, and, and you can also pledge online, uh, kkfi.org, if, if that so happens to be the way that you want to do things. You know, I do want to already um, give a shout out to people who have supported this radio station thus far. We have Sean Stewart, Tony Vasquez Ruin, Sue Moreno, and Paul Ede. Thank you. Thank you from my crusty little heart. <laughs> and, and, you know, I really appreciate your support because that means so much to us on community radio. And speaking of community and radio, we have, you know, just a wonderful group of, of guests on today. And we're going to start off talking with Dr. Stephanie Fox Knapp. And, uh, you know, it's just a wonderful uh, opportunity for you to visit the, the Nelson anytime, actually. Uh, she was recently uh, named the, ooh, let's see, the Sanders Soslin Senior Curator, right? That's right. Yeah, uh, of Global, Modern, and Contemporary Art and Head American Art. Uh, she has focused her recent scholarly and cura uh, curatorial work on modern and contemporary art and she's responsible for the Donald J. Hall Sculpture Park. Um, so aside from all of that that she does at the Nelson, we're gonna focus on uh, a particular exhibition that is going to open this Saturday. And to be completely transparent, I am a part of this exhibition that's going to open Saturday, A Layered Presence, and we're gonna talk about that. Welcome, my friend, it's been a little bit Thank Since you so I've much seen for you. having me, Maria. I you bet. It. Yeah, and I want to say that um, this Layered Presence is the third exhibition in the Nelson Atkins Initiative, KC Art Now, which celebrates the talent of local artists. And I believe the first was Testimony with African American artists, and that was two years ago? Yep, that was two years ago wow. with the a collaboration between the African American Artists Collective and the Nelson Atkins Museum of Art. So that kicked us off to a great start. Yeah, and that receives so much, uh, so much attention because, you know, it really focused on the local African American artists here in our community, and, you know, their, their creativity and their talent and their just beautiful works of art, whether it was two dimensional, three dimensional video and that sort of thing. So, yeah, and then after that was the. Then it was found in translation, which was explorations yeah. of eight contemporary artists. And those yeah. were all uh, Asian American artists in that exhibition. You know, both of those exhibitions, they still have a, a place in my brain of what I saw, what I witnessed, uh, what what really spoke to me, you know, internally as, as an artist and a, a fellow human being. Uh, and now this art, uh, each artist in this exhibition, Layered Presence, is a nuanced individual with many layers informing their identity and the stories they tell through their art. Wow. Uh, so we're looking at uh, artists who have strong personal ties to Mexico and Cuba, the Dominican Republic, Guatemala, uh, Colombia, Uruguay, and Peru. So you know, when when I think one of the things, uh, challenges, is that when people think about Latin America, Latin art, maybe they think more of just, you know, uh, Mexico. That's something that when yeah. we were planning this exhibition and talking with the artists and inviting them, that was a main concern. It's like, is this all just going to be suddenly the, the Mexico, yeah. <laughs> the Mexico right, exhibition? Right. Or is it going to be catered to maybe visitors' perceptions of what they think uh, Latinx art might be? So one of the challenges that we really tried to um, 
try to overcome issues along those lines. And we wanted to, as you said, present every artist as a unique individual, really honoring the experiences that they had, uh, honoring their own voice, and making sure that the institution wasn't speaking wasn't speaking for them. So embracing each artist mm, as mm-hmm. they came to the exhibition with the work that they wanted to show, the stories they wanted to tell. How many artists are featured in this exhibition, Stephanie? We have uh, 22 multi-generational artists in this in this exhibition. So artists who are just sort of emerging, artists mm. who are fully on the map, and artists who have been pillars in the community mm-hmm. here in Kansas City. What are some, are there any underlying sort of uh, threads, commonalities between each of the artists? Is there something that, uh, that they share in, in their uh, work? Sure. So, you know, as we were really wanting to respect and honor every artist as an individual and each work of art that they contributed as its own unique piece, some of the threads that we saw as we got to know artists better was a deep interest in home, in family, mm-hmm. sometimes family dynamics, maybe ancestral history, uh, and again, how we came up with the title, A Layered Presence. It was this interest in layers, layers of meaning, layers in materials, and layers of subject matter. You know, one one thing that, that you uh, mentioned was, you know, family and that the importance of that. I think, uh, although this is a Latino exhibition of work, I think the audience, I think people, guests of the museum will, will also have a connection, you know, within their own culture or within their own families mm-hmm. and uh, that sort of thing. So it's not just something that's foreign to, to other people, right? Exactly. I think there's so many works in this exhibition, whether they're dealing with family or they're dealing with healing or place, yeah. there are threads that anyone can come to the exhibition and, and pull on. And really, we hope that this is an exhibition that fosters connection and fosters empathy empathy, not only kind of community pride for uh, the Latinx individuals in our community, but also just you know, greater, a greater appreciation across the board. Well, this has been a hugely successful initiative, the, the Casey Art Now, because, uh, you know, there's a lot of galleries, there's a lot of smaller galleries and, and local uh, artwork and all that, but to see what's really in your own backyard, it's really eye-opening, isn't it? And it's been really important for yeah. the Nelson Atkins, too. Yeah. You know, we uh, always want to be sure that we are extending gratitude to every local artist who has decided to partner with us because you know, we've been this institution of art across time and across cultures mm-hmm. and not always looking at the art, as you said, in our, in our own backyard. So the fact that the backyard is now here in the yeah. Nelson Atkins so we can celebrate it means a great deal to everyone yeah. at the museum. And with all three of these, well, of the, the two former um, um, exhibitions, this brought in a a much larger crowd uh, than expected because, you know, again, you're looking at local artists and then you're getting people from all over who are coming in and really looking at the wealth of creativity and work here in Kansas City. Yes, and I think you really hit on it. These are local artists, so they are friends and family, mm-hmm. teachers, people that people see out in the out in the community. And that is also a reason that for these Casey Art Now projects, like a layered presence, mm-hmm. we wanted to include photographs of each artist on the label. So, oh, mm-hmm. that's somebody that I see every day when yeah. I'm walking my dog. It's, oh, and they're an artist as well. Yeah, I started combing out my hair from now on. But, <laughs> you know, I, I want to say that uh, in, in the, the write-up, uh, the power to authentically tell one's own story is significant. And and why is that, Stephanie? You know, 
I think that's something we really deeply, deeply believe. It'd be one thing for me to write labels about all the work in this yeah. exhibition, but yeah. that would be the wrong one thing. Yeah. So yeah, telling one's own story authentically, unmediated with the words, the phrases that are most meaningful to each artist, you know, speaks to visitors in a very, mm-hmm. in a very different way. And we hope that that comes across not only in the artist-written labels that are on the wall for each of the twenty-two works, but also uh, through the opportunity to hear the artist's voice because we did, uh, as you know, Maria, and also our next, uh, another guest, Jenny, here <laughs> around the table, uh, we invited the artists in to conduct interviews with them to kind of more fully mine the layers of the works in the exhibition. So uh, visitors to the show will be able to use our uh, Smartify app, scan the works of art, and then hear the artist's voice in their own ye- own, in their own ear, uh, yeah. providing some more of the engaging layers. See, I love that. I love that uh, addition to not only seeing the work, but hearing the voices. And it makes me, you know, think about is this sort of something that uh, will be applied in, in future artworks, in future exhibitions? Because I love hearing not just I don't just love seeing the work, but I also love to, to know and, and hear what that artist is feeling and thinking. I know you can't do it with everyone, but it's just a really wonderful addition to, to the work itself. I think it is one of those things that does foster connection yeah. and promotes understanding. And one of the benefits of, of technology, you can have the artist's voice in your, in your hand. You can have the yeah. artist right next to you. Yeah, I love that. Um, artists also reckon with immigration and the LGBTQIA plus issues, as well as address family dynamics, ancestral relationships, healing, place, and more. Now, while some of these layers reveal, others purposefully protect and conceal. And there's a, a is there a good balance of, of all of that that you'll see in this exhibition? I mean, definitely, it's going to cover uh, it all. Yeah. The, the, Artists have been very generous in what they have wanted to share through their work and through their words, but we also wanted to be very respectful of moments where an artist may be telling something, but not telling it necessarily very loudly. And right. that's, again, another reason that we wanted right. uh, artists to write their own write their own labels so we weren't sharing something that, that would be inappropriate. If you just tuned in, I'm talking with Dr. Stephanie Fox-Knapp. We're talking about A Layered Presence, which is a exhibition of Latino Uh, local artists at the Nelson Atkins Museum. It opens October 14th of this year and it runs through September of 2024. Nelson-Atkins.org for more information and you can find out you know the location hours and all of of the at the museum. Are there other sort of um, uh, programming that that uh, goes with this exhibition? Yes, I think for that, I would turn it over to my colleague here around the table, Sarah Heitschmiedler, who's been uh, really tapped into the community and working on a great roster of programming. Beautiful. We love you, Sarah Heitschmiedler. Welcome. Thank you. Yes, for this exhibition, there will be programming throughout the year run of the exhibition. So that's something that's um, that's really special about this, that it's such a... Um, a long run to see the exhibition and then revisit it uh, from time to time and uh, to delve deeper into the the themes. And uh, on December 10th, uh, the first program will be a film screening, We Are Latinos, uh, featuring uh, some of the uh, the people 
that are included in the documentary and included in the exhibition. So there will be a, uh, a talk with the director and some of the participants. And then looking into next year, there's going to be a, a day-long Artists Are In uh, program that I think is really appropriate for this exhibition so that um, individual artists can speak with individuals that are um, interested in um, in what they're um, what they're portraying in their art and um, so that's that's another one of the programs and then there's there's going to be several that are on our website which is nelson-atkins.org very good very good and the museum is located at 4525 thank you <laughs> You know, it's just wonderful that, that this is taking place at, at the Nelson. Um, you know, because, again, with with some of the artists, uh, honestly, I, I weren't aware that they were here in our own backyard. Some I've known for a longer time. So it's really interesting, uh, you know, that we get such a, a, a blend of seasoned artists and uh, new artists that are up and coming or or. Um, making their mark in art. So that's a terrific opportunity. You know, um, again, a layered presence. And one thing that, that I, I can uh, ask you about, um, Dr. Stephanie Fox, Nap, the, the labeling. So each of the artists uh, were wrote labels for, for the work um, and recorded audio interviews. But there's also uh, a, a Spanish for uh, it's written in Spanish too for our Spanish-speaking audience. Exactly. So uh, this is the first time for KC Art Now that we are having bilingual labels as well as a bilingual intro text. Mm-hmm. And I think it would be a really it's a good step forward for the for the museum, and we'll be really interested to see how our visitors and guests interact with those bilingual yeah. labels and see the consequences, perhaps uh, for more of that throughout the museum. Now, with KC Art Now, you know, it, it lends itself to so much more programming. And, you know, is, is there a, a time-based uh, sort of initiative that, that's formed where, okay, we're going to have this and that one and, and then this one and then some future programming for this series of KC Art Now? Is there something that's written down the, the, down the line to keep continue this? It's really important to continue these relationships between the museum and the local art community, so not having this be just a a one-off moment where we're celebrating artists for a year and Mm -hmm. having collaborations through programming for that year, but just continuing to build build the relationships that may have started through KCR now. So ideas ideas are cooking, certainly, for how to how to continue that. Well, I know you're very vested in, in the arts, you know, with, with your work at the Nelson and uh, with this project, but um, do you feel energized? Do you feel like, wow, I, I want to really continue this because it is important? Or do you, do you just feel like, okay, I need to take a break? Because after 2024, when this goes away, are you already looking at the next we're exhibition. Definitely looking at the next and no the next rest. after and the next after yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah. no, really for someone who's transitioned from a role at the museum dealing with old, dead 
let's just say it <laughs> honestly, primarily white male yeah, artists, yeah, to yeah. now be working with living, breathing artists uh, and having those conversations and going on those yeah. studio visits and standing in backyards or meeting for coffee. Yeah. Energized is not is, is, is too small of a word to yeah. uh, to characterize yeah. how I feel uh, how oh, I feel great. about this. You and know, and, and we're we're so blessed to have you because you have this excitement, you have this passion, uh, you know, and and it is a lot of work. I know that you know putting on work, uh, putting up work and exhibitions and all that. But you know, when I got my packet for the timeline and everything, all the the eyes had to be dotted and the T's crossed and and all of that. I thought. This is a tremendous work uh, that that you all do as staff, your yourself and the installation and graphics and yeah. No, Can you it speak is. to that? So yeah, twenty two artists in the show and probably at least triple that many uh, yeah. working behind the scenes at the museum. We've yeah. got a wonderfully collaborative team from interpretive planners and exhibition designers and graphic designers and other colleagues in learning yeah. learning and engagement, and then the gallery services folks who interact with visitors in the exhibition mm-hmm. and our and our docents who will be giving mm-hmm. tours and development to raise money to have these you know to have these shows yeah. and a and the great support of our strategic leadership group and our and our director, who really has seen value and want in promoting uh, art of local artists here in Kansas City. And then, depending on the art that that is uh, that is going to be on uh, exhibit, uh, you may also bring in a conservator, a, a paper conservator, or or some other sure. aspect uh, that you didn't really expect. You know, with with the work. Yeah, so every uh, artwork that comes into the museum, as as you know, Maria mm-hmm. and and Jenny, you know, it rolls in, it gets placed on a cart. Uh, our registrar is is there to take down all the information, all the vital statistics. Mm-hmm. You know, it's height, it's weight, a blood type. Um, yeah, yeah. We have our conservators, as you mentioned. Thank you, uh, who look at things very carefully, document its condition when it comes into the museum, so we could be sure that we fully understand the work. Make sure that there are no changes over time. So when it leaves the museum in a year, it looks just the same way as it as it did uh, when it yeah. when it came when it came on view. And then we have a great team of imaging services specialists who photograph everything so that you know, we can create our advertisements and our in our billboards and our digital media. I mean, there, every department in the museum uh, comes together to support projects like this. It is a huge undertaking, and even though I was aware with with some of the work that I've done in the past with uh, with Jenny and, and the museum, I never fully realized, you know, how many people it takes, even just on, on a single piece of art to, you know, really document and install and all the all the things that that takes place. And I think our guests, you know, rarely think about that. But I just wanted to mention that because it was it was huge, a huge undertaking for so many people at, at the Nelson. Well, and you did so much of the installation for your work and, and Jenny as well. Uh, but really cannot leave this part of the conversation without mentioning our, our preparators too, yeah. who oh, are yeah, measuring yeah. everything, making oh sure things gosh. are level, we're up on the ladder, yeah. we're like, oh, yeah. do you need this kind of nail? Or you know, is this pin right for your ojos, <laughs> Maria? You know, it, it's, so it's, it's, yeah. it's interesting, again, those details that it's like, I thought I kind of had everything in place, and, and I did, and then, you know, you have to leave room for a little bit of change and, and you know, kind of, um, you know, maybe edit and that sort of thing. I think one thing that, that, practically killed my sisters was that photograph of me on the ladder they're like oh my 
God. It's like, hey, who else is going to do it? I wanted to do this. But it, it, it really, really is, is a um, work of passion and commitment that the staff you know, offered all of the artists. So th- thank you so very much for that because it, it was a huge undertaking, not just, you know, my, my work, but for all the, the past and the present, you know, exhibition uh, that you've done here. Again, A Layered Presence opens this Saturday, October 14th, runs through September 2024. So you will have lots, uh, lots of time to see it and, and, you know, attend some of the programming. Again, Nelson Dash. Atkins.org is the website for more information and you know again uh, the the location of the uh, Nelson Atkins Museum is 4525 Oak Street um, KCMO is there anything that we haven't talked about that we we've left out Stephanie that you want to mention at this time I think, yeah, we've sort of gone through the many <laughs> colleagues who helped to make yeah. this exhibition. Yeah, also, yeah. of course, making it shine as our, our lighting designers. But truly, the final piece is really when we open the doors and the visitors yeah. come. Yeah, the yeah. art could be on the walls and no one in that empty gallery, but everything comes alive at a different level and starts vibrating in a different ways as soon as a visitor is there to interact with it. I love that. I love that. Uh, they really sort of energize that space, don't they? Absolutely. Yeah, very good. Thank you so much, Dr. Stephanie Foxknapp. Thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, you'll be back anytime. Thank you. you. Just Would love knock to. on the door. You bet. And we're going to be right back with Artspeak Radio after this. KKFI celebrates National Hispanic Heritage Month. Each year in the United States, between the 15th of September and October, We celebrate the achievements, traditions, and cultural diversity of our communities whose origins are in Latin America, including parts of the United States that were formerly part of Mexico. Happy National Hispanic Heritage Month. Hi, I'm Russ Simmons. And I'm Susan Sanders. And this is Take Two, two takes at a movie currently playing in theaters or streaming. The true story of famed Kansas City dressmaker Nell Donnelly gets musicalized in the locally made feature Nellie Dawn, the Musical Movie. Writer-director Terrence O'Malley and composer Daniel Doss offer a whimsical, featherweight adaptation of Donnelly's remarkable life with Julia Pope in the title role. She revolutionized how housewives dressed for housework, and her dresses were wildly successful. The story itself has dramatic elements that many Kansas Cityans may not know. A kidnapping, an affair with a senator, even a suicide. But the musical, with its vivacious Lawrence Welk tone, squashed these dramatic elements. This movie has the flavor of an amateur hour. The sound quality is uneven, none of the characters have any depth or nuanced performances, and the script with its dialogue is stilted at best. Susan, writer-director Terrence O'Malley is the grand-nephew of Nell Donnelly, and he made a very good documentary about her life in 2006 called Nellie Don, A Stitch in Time. And when he made this musical about her, it enjoyed a successful run on the Kansas City stage. But the story could be fascinating. This production, however, is best suited for a high school play. 
Well, I think the movie is elevated by the sheer enthusiasm and energy of its cast. And while the budget constraints are very apparent, the local interests add some additional appeal to Nelly Don, a show that probably did work a bit better on stage. Still, you got to give props to everyone involved for pulling off this grassroots musical movie. I'm Russ Simmons. And I'm Susan Sanders. And this is Take Two. Oops, I was not paying attention. And look, I'm on air. <laughs> this is Maria Vasquez Floyd on 90.1 FM KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. Thanks so much for joining us with Art Speak Radio from noon to one. Hello, Link. Hey, Our how are you doing? Our wonderful friend, Link Dreyer. Well, you know, hey. I have really been enjoying the show today, but I've got to give you an update on how we're doing sure. against our Champions Challenge. So th- we have $100 on the table, and we have to match it. I told you I'd I thought it'd take probably three people. Well, we've got our first one of those three, but we're not all the way there yet. Okay. But we definitely want to thank Beth Birdlonsky. She's She donates we every you, pledge Beth. drive. Yeah, so gosh. She is so nice to give it to us. But you've got to join her. You, you've got to be a contributor as well. If you value what it is you hear on ArtSpeak Radio every uh, Wednesday, every <laughs> week, be, keep, make sure we keep on the air, keep community radio alive so that smaller viewpoints are shared with Kansas City, shared with our entire community. 888-931-0901 or kkfi.org. You know, if you have one of those smartphones, mm-hmm. you can go to the kkfi.org or you can you can start to take a like a selfie and you can look at that. You can look at that person in the selfie and say, "That bastard needs to donate." And that's right. That's who it is. It's you. You're the one who has to donate. Eight 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 nine three one zero nine zero one. Kathy is waiting to take your call. Um, you said bastard. <laughs> we, we love you. We also love Sean Stewart, Tony Vasquez, Ruin, Sue Moreno, Paul Ede, Beth. Bird Lonsky, thank you so very much. And I want to mention uh, that Sue Moreno just texted me and she said, you go, girl. Well, we love Sue. We got to have you in the studio. Also, she's in a layered presence and uh, she's in some really wonderful shows, too. You know, we're going to talk next to Sarah Heitschmiller and Jenny Mendes. We're going to talk about the Nelson Atkins Museum again. What's not, you know, what's not to love about the Nelson Atkins Museum, uh, Dia de los Muertos, or Day of the Dead. Stephanie, and you can join us, too, back at the mic, um, because this is a huge uh, Mexican holiday that honors the spirits of loved ones who have passed on. Now, the Nelson Atkins annual Day, uh, Dia de los Muertos Festival is a Kansas City favorite. I mean, it's huge, and it brings, again, together local communities and and it's an international collaboration between artists and live entertainment to host a colorful and spirited take on this timeless Mexican tradition. Welcome, my friends. Thank you. <laughs> oh, there you are, Jen. I got you on. Yeah. Um, so this year, the altar will be on display, and we've got some really wonderful news to share about the altar, about uh, th- what what's going to take place this year. Right. Yes, uh, the altar will be on display from October 27th through November 6th, and uh, I'm just so excited and and grateful that the featured artist Miguel Bolivar uh, from Mexico is in town for a total of five weeks working with local artists and volunteers to create two uh, larger than 
a really, really large, <laughs> impressive Alibrije sculptures, uh, which will be part of the display, which will also include a, uh, a traditional altar uh, display. And he uh, works in uh, light and in uh, layers of fabric and paper mache and uh, airbrushing and detail painting and and it's it's just a very uh, one of a kind process that he has and it, he's sharing that with um, with all the the people working with him and it's uh, happening right now thanks to our friends at Belger Arts and Hammerspace Workshop and then moving everything bit by bit to wow. the main hall of, of the museum Kirkwood Hall uh, to be unveiled on October 27th. So it, we're, we're also very, very thankful to continue our longstanding partnership with Maddie Rhodes Cultural Center uh, since this is our 13th year of, um, of uh, presenting and observing this uh, holiday uh, at the Nelson Atkins and to the Guadalupe Center High School Impact Academy students who inspired uh, part of our display. And then uh, last but not least, the Mexican consulate in Kansas City who made this collaboration possible with the Museo de Arte Popular um, in Mexico. So, um, so it's it's an extraordinary time and and uh, just so much anticipation to see everything come together. How exciting! You know, when you said thirteen years, is this in including COVID or no? COVID. That is including COVID, okay. yes. Yeah. yeah, you know, because that, that kind of changed things. But, you know, again, the Dia de los Muertos Festival is the 13th annual Day of the Dead Festival, Sunday, November 5th from 10 to 4 p.m. And uh, you can find more information, again, at nelson-atkins.org, located at 4525 Oak Street. Um, and Jenny uh, has played a, a big, Jenny Mendez, who is the director of the Maddie Rhodes Arts and Cultural Center, has been very instrumental in, in this um, installation for the last 13 years. Right, Jenny? Yes, very much so. Let me get you closer to the mic. It's, a, it's been such a great yeah. pleasure. Um, the Nelson, and always, I know we just talked about the layered presence and the exhibit and with, with, with Stephanie and... Um, and that's like a new relationship and new partnership, but it's, yeah. but it's it's such a um, an amazing museum to work work with yeah. and um, to be able to feel really like a true friendship and family with. Um, yeah. We've been working together, myself and Sarah, and artists like you, Maria, and others through the years. And and really, when I when people ask about you know what do you guys do or how does this work or how you know the partnership alone I mean it's like that that's like you know the epitome of partnerships it's like when I think of other partnerships that I've had through the years this is one that I can speak on very highly yeah. I always try to tell the director there Julian about <laughs> how amazing his staff is yeah. whenever I get the yeah, chance for and real. you know and it's just one of those things that um through the years it's you know to be able to kind of be that expert expertise and get asked questions like, um, are these marigolds okay to use on our altar? It's like, <laughs> wow, you know. So I really, I really appreciate that and value this relationship and continued partnership. I'm excited. I have not met the artists yet, so I'm looking forward to now that I yeah. have a little bit of a breather. 
um, <laughs> after our opening night was last Friday, um, being able to come over and and really um, meet the artist and and gather other artists to come and hopefully be a big help in the work that he has ahead of him. Oh, great! <laughs> and yeah. leading it into Kirkwood Hall. So so yeah. very excited about that and. And through all the years, so many different favorites that I've had, favorite moments, favorite, favorite, um, you know, just presentations in general. So it's, it's going to be exciting. Favorite people, <laughs> Maria Vasquez Boyd, um, <laughs> Jessica Manco. Who else could I mention? That's all. <laughs> well, you know, this is really a, a wonderful uh, celebration that that is brought to Kansas City every year at the Nelson Atkins Museum, also with um, Maddie Rhodes. And... One thing that 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 has that I've realized that have come out of this that's come out of this is the educational component of understanding what Dia de los Muertos is, what Day of the Dead is. Because I remember early on uh, there was sort of some uh, backlash because you know people didn't quite understand it, but now it's really just sort of the um, the community has embraced it, right? Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I can look back at 25 years ago and say it really wasn't that, you know, well-known yeah. or, or like you're saying, you know, just accepting of. And um, and due to certain movies that have come out, of <laughs> course, uh, people are very much more familiar with it. Yeah. And people can go to any pretty, any, pretty much any store now and yeah. get some... Day of the Dead, the other yeah. one, those um, items for their altars, etc. Yeah. So it, it is very much on the forefront, you know. Yeah. There's been, you know, organizations in the Southwest, California, Arizona, sure. etc., that have been celebrating the other one, those for 50 years. Yeah. You know, we're at our 25th year at Maddie Rhodes and our 12th year at the Nelson. So it's it's, um, you know, we're a little behind as far as you know actually create creating this moment of for our communities here in in Kansas City to be able to embrace but I think they're more than embracing of it I mean the numbers of people mm-hmm. that that either know all about it or are learning about it or just familiar and want to be a part of it we have people that are calling I had a call this morning about how can I help with your next event wow. so we have you know people that are just wanting to kind of kind of just um, get a little bit more involved in it. They see it from a distance or they come into mm-hmm. the exhibit spaces and they're able to be a part of it, but but um, in that way, as far as a visitor. And, and now they want to be able to either create an altar or, sure. or you know, remember a loved one and and then just be kind of the, the back, you know, the, the behind the scenes type of stuff, which are such a big part of what happens to create all of these amazing yeah. exhibits. Yeah, you know, and and for people who are unfamiliar with uh, Dia de los Muertos, Day of the Dead, that occurs November 1st and November 2nd. And that is the day when the spirits of our beloved family members, friends, you know, I would even go as far as to say, you know, our our beloved pets, because they become a part of our family. They return to Earth this one time of the year. And to honor them, we create an ofrenda, an altar, with the things that they loved, things that they enjoyed during their life. Um, maybe they enjoyed a certain brand of coffee or listened to this certain kind of music. Uh, the altars are filled with flowers and photographs and those mementos, maybe jewelry. Uh, it's just all to honor them 
and their return to Earth on November 1st and November 2nd. And Mexico, it is a huge tradition where actually families will make food and take it to the cemetery, and they'll sit at the grave of their beloved uh, deceased person, and they just have the celebration of music and light and incense, and it's really such a beautiful and transformative experience, really. Um, and so that is recreated in, in, in a way here, minus, you know, the, the uh, sort of uh, presence of the cemetery and all that. But, but it's, it's presented here in Kansas City so that you have a, a, a similar experience of honoring that that loved one. You know, and with that, uh, with both Maddie Rhodes Art Center and the Nelson Atkins Museum, uh, Sarah and Jenny, they also have programming that that accompanies the, these events. Um, I know with uh, the Nelson Atkins Museum, it is an all-day sort of feast of food and performance and all that, and you can find more information and details about that at their website. But Sarah, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the what we'll witness on that day, uh, the family uh, festival, Dia Los Muertos Festival. Yes, on Sunday, November 5th, from 10 to 4, uh, the museum will uh, have the 13th annual uh, Day of the Dead Dia de los Muertos Festival. It's presented by PNC Bank, and the, the whole inside of the museum will be filled with music and dance performances and artist demonstrations. The featured artist uh, Miguel Bolivar will be there for part of the day to meet um, and greet uh, people and uh, art activities and uh, just just all kinds of, of ways to engage with uh, with the traditions and uh, and it's um, it's a, a certain kind of a, a, a day, and then you can, uh, uh, over at Maddie Rhodes, then the, um, the big event, it has a whole different feel, and so the, 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 our uh, hope is to uh, collaborate with local performers and presenters and artists and creatives to have a, a unique experience at the Nelson Atkins, but then one that complements and, um, and um, invites uh, other experiences over at, at Maddie Rhodes. Yeah, um, I love it. Thanks. I love it. Well, and, and I want to say that for Maddie Rhodes, their opening was last Friday, and wow, what an opening with food trucks and altars within the art space and vendors. And it's just really a huge community gathering of, of, of love and support and honoring uh, those who have passed. Right, Jenny? Yes. Yeah, I think what's, what's so nice about opening night for us for our Day of the Dead is um, that anticipation. People want to see the altars firsthand. They want to see the artists that are featured um, in the exhibit part of, of, of our installations. And they really just want to, um, our t-shirt, I mean, everybody's fighting for a t-shirt. Everybody's <laughs> fighting to see, you know, what family members have put up altars this yeah. year. So it's really, it's really a, a great time to celebrate. And that's really what Day of the Day is about. You know, it's a celebration of life and death. So being able to have that opportunity for people to gather and reflect on um, their loved ones' lives and, and just um, life and death in general and how important it is, 
It's really great. So the opening night happened. I've yeah. I've recovered. I took the last two days <laughs> off. Um, I'm a little recovered, I guess. I don't know. I still got a lot more to go. Yeah. But really, yes. what's what our next lead up, of course, is the educational piece, which we talked yeah. about how yeah. important the educational component is of what we do in a museum or in a gallery like ours, our cultural center. You know, being able to give that opportunity for students to come into our space. I have our first tour tomorrow. It's not with students per se. It's with a group of adults, but. Um, but we, but I'm excited about giving that first tour and yeah. being able to, yeah. to talk about all these beautiful altars and these artists that are in the space and, and what that means. It's emotional, but it's also mm-hmm. very celebratory. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's um, it's it's a, a wonderful opportunity and experience. So thanks, Sarah, for talking about that part of it. I know our next big event is first Friday in November, which is November the third. So right before the festival at the Nelson Atkins Museum for Day of the Dead. So our event is um, always first Fridays, October and November. Gives us plenty of time between October and November to do our educational piece. Field trip groups from all over the greater Kansas City area, high schools mainly, but elementary, college, the whole bit, that come in, do a hands-on art activity, and get a guided tour. And then um, our festival night, uh, or like a closing, I guess you could say it, um, it... um, it will have live entertainment, face painting. Uh, people will dress up because we have an amazing light up Kalaka parade that happens. Last year we got rained out, knock on wood. <laughs> this is not going to happen to us again this it year. Will not happen. So much planning, so yeah. much energy, so much everything that goes into this wonderful parade. And it's just a community walking parade. Our, our main idea is to keep it very simple, but at the same time, really. Um, connect with what happens in Mexico. You could be walking down the street of Mexico City or in Oaxaca, and all of a sudden there's a parade. And so we wanted to have simil- similarities to that, to where people are just j- are yeah, joining. Yeah. You know, there is some prep level. We have one people to, to tell us they're going to be in the parade. Uh, <laughs> sometimes that, that happens randomly. But, you know, we want to be able to um, invite families to honor their loved ones in the parade. We want cars and you know, whatever, individuals on bikes yeah. and make sure to wear their light-up stuff, you know, because it is at night. And um, and then there'll be live music to kind of end the night and and more opportunities to visit with vendors, food trucks, and, of course, the altars and installations that are in, in our cultural center. It's very much like what happens in Mexico, unless you're in the cemetery and you drop into an open grave. But remember yeah, who when does that happened. That? I don't know who does that. <laughs> Jenny. Uh, you know, it, but, but it really is very festive and so much fun. And there are no rules in terms of, you know, really anything goes. Dress up, you know, have fun, uh, bring your, your family. Um, and again, that is first Friday, November 3rd, the day after my birthday, uh, from 6 to 10 p.m. Uh, Maddie Rhodes is located, Maddie Rhodes Cultural Center is located at 1701 Jarbo Street. And for more information, you can find out uh, how to get involved or what's taking place. Their website is maddierhodes.org, and that's Rhodes, R-H-O-D-E-S, and Maddie, M-A-T-T-I-E. You know, Google it. And, and Google the, the Nelson because there's so much happening at this time of the year. And then Jenny can put her feet up and just go, oh, uh, start planning for the, the yes. following year, right? Yes. You know, um, with, with the Nelson Atkins Museum and Maddie Rhodes uh, Cultural Center, this has been a great partnership over the years because it's not just uh, – you know, the local, just this community, but you partner with a lot of people 
beyond the Kansas City metropolitan area. I know the uh, migrant farm workers uh, group in Waverly, Missouri, Lexington, Missouri are part of that. There's so many people that, that see what's happening and want to participate. And that's that's the good thing. That's one of the good outcomes of, of this collaboration, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, we're... Um, thankful to uh, have so many school groups and community groups yes. like the migrant far- farm workers uh, be um, contributing uh, flowers that are going to be decorated to honor uh, loved ones who have passed and uh, last year we had over a thousand contributions from students and community yeah. groups uh, all on display because it's it's just all about including all the 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 students work uh, who want to participate and uh, and so we're we're hoping for even more this year maybe but we've already mm-hmm. gotten a few yeah. um, that have been completed back um, to the museum and they're just really lovely one is for nana one is uh, for yeah. a, a yeah. cat one is for a dog and and then it w- we'll just have more and more so it just makes things uh, a lot more meaningful seeing uh, all of the the sentiments yeah and then uh, once the display is on view, then people that come uh, will be filling out their own uh, remembrances, which we have uh, little papers uh, on uh, at the along with the uh, the display, and and then just adding those around the the uh, rim of mm-hmm. the display, and and then. Then again, in past years, we've sometimes had thousands of those added. And oh my gosh! So, yes. like looking at the display initially is is something, but then looking at it at, at towards the end when there's so many uh, people remembered and and honored and respected uh, in that way, it's 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 really moving. Well, and I think that goes uh, along with our earlier conversation with Stephanie when you know when we discussed. The importance of family, right, Stephanie? Oh, definitely. And it, back to your point, Maria, too, about just making making connections, even if you've never participated in Dia de los Muertos and haven't written you know, a, a memory of a loved one and contributed contributed it to an ofrenda. I think that's something that um, at Maddie Rhodes and at the Nelson Atkins, you can really become a part of and maybe incorporate that into your own family traditions. Yeah, I I think it's universal. You know, we do have our Memorial Day. You know, we do have certain uh, maybe rituals that we go through on the to honor or acknowledge the passing of someone's death or or you know, even birth. Um, But this is just, again, another component of building partnerships in community and sharing cultures and sharing uh you know these these wonderful traditions you know uh i know this is huge this is huge every every year for you both i do want to mention that this year's featured artist is isaac tapia and he's going to be featured i i believe you mentioned stephanie he's going to be featured in a documentary this evening 
Yes. Yeah. So yeah, the uh, Armor Screenland uh, yes. for the I guess second iteration for uh, We Are Latinos two, right. and uh, two artists who are in a layered presence, Isaac Tapia and uh, Rodrigo Alvarez, are featured in featured in that. You know, in his work at uh, Maddie Rhodes of this image of a of a young man in a, a tank top um, with his face uh, painted. It, <laughs> It's just very soulful. It's just very, it, it, you know, it, you know that the honor, honoring that, that person who's passed is there. You, you get that. But you also feel this uh, connection with him in that, you know, there's a longing. There's a, you know, a sort of residual, you know, uh, feeling of loss and, and love. Uh, just really beautiful. I, I'm a, such a huge fan of his work. You know, um, I want to remind people that, uh, again, nelsonatkins.org is the website for more information, either about a layered presence, about Dia Los Muertos, um, the family, the the festival, the 13th annual day of the Dead Festival, Sunday, November 5th, uh, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. You know, and I would, if I could make a suggestion, get there early. <laughs> I mean, to find, you know, it doesn't open till then, but, you know, uh, parking can be... Um, a bit difficult because this is a, a very big event and it's very popular so you know get your parking uh you know spot yes yeah. and we will have uh, parking off-site just down the good. street at good. the umkc at, at uh, one of their parking lots and then oh, just good. shuttles that go throughout the day that's yes. smart that's smart yeah and uh, again uh, jenny mendez director of the maddie Rhodes cultural center the 25th anniversary 25 25 years we don't yeah. look that old <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time but the, 25 years of celebration really yeah is, it's a great it's great to be able to say that we've been doing this for 25 years and the the support that we've received from the community and the families i mean i can't oh tell you how gosh. many families tell me thank you thank yeah. you thank you all the time yeah. you know just being able to to be a participant or walk in the parade or have an altar so it's really it's just that's it's a part of it like you said building community it's so important and especially yeah. through this particular celebration um it allows itself for that you know and, and looking at some of the altars you know with with the items placed on the ofrendas that you it gives you a, a small snapshot of that person's life mm-hmm. with the photos with maybe their jewelry oh here's their jacket that they always wore you know uh, their awards that they received through the their lifetime um you know and it's just very beautiful and uh, humbling and and you know important to to honor that life that you know um this this uh, exhibition will run through November 3rd. Well, actually, I should say that is the Kalaka Light Up Parade, the first Friday, November 3rd. It'll and, run the week after. Okay. So, you know, and if you have interest in getting a, a school group or individual tour, you know, you can contact um, Maddie Rhodes, MaddieRhodes.org, for more information about that. Yeah. Yes. Sounds good. Is there anything that we left out that that either of you want to to bring up? No. You said a lot. You, you Oy added vey. a lot to it. Oy vey. You're so yeah. great. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, I I just think that you all are so great for what you do, what you bring to our community, and I mean that sincerely. That you know, with without the arts, without your role in the arts, you know, we would 
we would really be at a loss for, for some wonderful education and opportunities. So thank you so much for, for each of you for what you do and what you bring to our community. I think it's also a big thank you to Kansas City for supporting these kinds of for events real. and institutions and yeah, being a community that's interested in community. For real. We thank you. And um, yeah, we are going to, um, I'm going to talk about next week, October 18th. You know, it's almost Halloween, one of my favorite times of the year. Next week, we'll have Chad Brothers, who is our, uh, he's our director here at the station. And uh, we'll talk to writer Michelle Rice Gavro and Sean Whalen. Rob Gann will join us. I want to invite you to stay tuned next for Jeff Harshbarger. He's going to bring you the best in jazz. He is just incredible working artist musician we love our jeff we love you jeff uh, stay tuned for him uh one to three three to six dubs grooves six to seven ebony's bones uh i believe it's going to be a rebroadcast i, I that i'm not sure you know if i could at this time i want to give my um, deep console uh condolences to cameron morris's family cameron passed earlier uh today and he was such a thoughtful, beautiful soul, writer, poet, and we want to say uh, we love you, Cameron, and um, we will miss you, light and love to you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Artspeak Radio, we'll see you next time. Voy a ser otra distinta, voy a ser...